recorded live at 4 Triple Z Studios Brisbane on 102.1 FM and broadcast across Australia on the Community Radio Network. You're listening to Zed Games. With 10 years experience and over 500 episodes, Zed Games brings you the best in gaming news, reviews, community and culture. Want to reach out? Message us on Facebook at ZEDGamesAU. Welcome to Zed Games. I am Paul, and joining me tonight are my good friends Carolyn. Hello, I'm Caroline. <laughs> and, oh my god, you know how sick I am? I just blanked on your goddamn name. It's Hazel. It's Hazel. Hazel's yeah. here, I'm in the I studio. Was, I was going to say Harriet, and I'm like... What okay. is wrong with me? Okay. Okay. I got, from the 50s? I got the... What's wrong with Harriet? I'd be a Harriet. Yeah. Let's embrace it. I'm Harriet tonight, and that's fine. Uh, but tonight, we will be primarily talking about video games in the world of video games. Uh, we'll be beginning with the news, as we like to. And then Caroline has oh. a wonderful uh, review of the new Pokemon... Is it Diamond and Pearl? Brilliant, Brilliant Diamond. Brilliant Diamond and Shining Brilli- Pearl. Shining Pearl. And ah. if you mistype that into google you might find something interesting oh some rule 34 which we can mention those words but not others at this time yes. um yes yeah, so without further ado let's jump into this old news this week in gaming news ubisoft bring nfts to ghost recon breakpoint ubisoft are taking to the unique virtual cosmetic nfts this week by implementing them as an experiment Digits, as they are called, will be the first non-fungible tokens to ever be introduced to a playable AAA game. These NFTs will be brought to Breakpoint's Windows version of the game through the Ubisoft Connect platform. Ubisoft said in a statement, Each digit is a unique collectible that features its own serial number for others to see in-game, also keeping track of its current and previous owners for years to come, making players an integral part of the game's history. Ubisoft went on to say that NFTs will provide players with the ability to personalize their experience and complete their missions with style. Ubisoft said that digit drops will happen on December 9th, December 12th, and December 15th. Australian video games industry gets a union, finally. Game Workers Unite Australia, also known as GWUA, mostly known for its advisory and support of video game workers, is now planning to transition into a full-on union. GWUA intends on becoming Game Workers Australia in 2022, with Professionals Australia, which is a larger union that encompasses more than just games industry workers, ranging from engineers to scientists. This newfound union with GWUA will mean that all games industry employees can join the same union and be afforded all the XP and buffs that joining a union involves, plus the added bonus of benefits being specifically tailored towards games businesses. Game Workers Australia will launch in the new year, but you can register your interest by heading to gameworkers.com.au forward slash 2022. Tesla will let you play video games potentially while you drive. A new feature has been introduced to Tesla vehicles that the company didn't advertise called Video Games On The Go. According to Motor Trend, the games currently installed are Polytopia and Stardew Valley, as well as some classics such as Asteroid and Centipede. We are still unclear about whether you can actually play these titles while the car is in motion, so if any Tesla drivers out there would like to message us in on the Zed Games Facebook page, at ZEDGamesAU to let us know. That would be great. 
here are some upcoming releases that you can look forward to. On December 9th, Breakwaters and KEO come to PC. On December 14th, you have your pick of many games, with Among Us launching on all platforms, Clockwork Aquario coming to PS4 and Switch, on the PC you've got Fire Girl Hack and Splash Rescue, and you've got Great Memories of Azure, PS4, Xbox One, and One Hand Clapping on the PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Then, on December 15th, you can get Rogue Invader on the PC. That's all this week in gaming news. Thank you for that one, Django. And uh, what? welcome back to Crypto Bros. Here we are with all the hot NFT talk, NFT talk, NFT talk. Caroline, <laughs> what is your hot take on the NFTs? It, they pain me. I hate them. So nice much. hot talk hazel yeah welcome back to the number one cryptocurrency radio show in brisbane um i just <laughs> why i like leaving what's the, the point <laughs> what's the point the point is to get the crypto bros to spend a bunch of money yeah. as soon as they can while they still do because it doesn't <sighs> we we had a a big argument we'll call it a debate but it really was a bit more heated on uh, on my podcast with a friend of mine who's a developer about nfts and he was trying to explain how how they would work in games i'm saying no no i understand the technology no one is going to do that like the idea of like y- you could buy a digital license and then you could sell that to someone else well that's not they're just going to do guns with serial numbers on it aren't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah but like i don't think people have an expectation that a game like Ghost Recon Breakpoint is going to have a lifespan and an active economy in like Weirdly, two years time. <laughs> we- well, Ubisoft has long tail, but also the Ghost Recon games, the last couple, have had like not massive user base, but a sub- like a pretty dedicated one. So that it is actually so it's probably that's why they're testing it because it's not like one of their bigger titles, but it's still big enough to have a substantial community that might do something because this could potentially make some people some money or it might do nothing but what it won't do is change the game or make the game interesting in any way oh well yeah anything else uh happening (laughs) (laughs) tesla's got games in the cars now yes yes and i've got mixed reports of whether or not you can actually play them when you're driving or not i just my recommendation would be not to yeah not a good idea have a switch you also shouldn't play it whilst driving. I mean, yeah, I, I did once play Castlevania Dawn of Sorrow while driving because I was so addicted. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, I mean, Aria. it's a crime, but the Statue of Limitations is well beyond now. <laughs> 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 I just needed to farm those souls some more. <laughs> um, yeah, so no more crime talk. And tomorrow, uh, the Game Awards are happening. Uh, so Australian time 11am if you want to tune up to that but that also is daylight savings yes. time for Sydney oh. it's actually 10 here <gasps> thanks for telling me that's too, too yeah. early now yeah I might have to come out but also because two. it's a thing on the internet it doesn't matter at all no you can just watch it when you like or not at all or just watch the highlights later or just read about it or I just listen to us talk that. about it next week mm. these are all valid options so you're listening to Zed Games, is that it? You're listening to Zed Games. You're listening to Zed Games. Hello, you're listening to Zed Games. 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 
You are listening to Zed Games. I am Paul. I'm here with Hazel. And we're here with local gaming superstar, Ooh, Caroline, no. to talk about <laughs> some Pokemons. Yes. Uh, and the Pokemons in question is our brilliant and shining types. Yes. So, Caroline, why don't you tell us about your experience? Okay. Growing <laughs> up, I was a small child. My parents would not buy me a Game Boy. I played my cousin's Game Boys with the Pokemon Blue and the Red and some other colors. And I longed for that day when I could have my own and name them stupid names. And that day came when one day I had a DS and Pokemon Diamond and Pearl came out. And that was my very first game of my own. And just... And what did you name your starter? Miles. Ah, nice. Miles. Miles the uh, Turtwig. Miles yes. the Turtwig. He became Miles <laughs> the Torotera. I, I really just wish that was this, the surname. Miles Turtwig. <laughs> Turtwig. Miles Turtwig. And yes, I named my new one Miles 2.0. Nice. And just my favorite parts is naming them dumb things. Often ones that my I, I show my wife and she goes, okay, this should be named this. And then I name it that occasionally. Sometimes I go, no, it will evolve into a completely different thing. You cannot call it cone ears. It will no longer have okay. cone ears. Well, that's how we know it's history. True, <laughs> true. So it's been so, about 15, 16 it has years since then? 15, nearly 16 years. And they have released Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Pokemon Shining Pearl. <sighs> Three remakes. They're remakes, yes. yes. Uh, it's true. Resettle. Here we go. Yes. Not actually made by... Game um, Freak. Game Freak. Some other one who has only ever produced the Pokemon Home app. So that's a that's a portent of things to come. <laughs> Glowing endorsement. Basically, it, it's a Pokemon game. You are a small child. You battle other trainers. You battle wild Pokemon. You catch them. You train them. And you fight other trainers and Team Galactic who are there doing evil things saying very ominous things like Pokemon are just tools why do you care about this Pokemon? Why do Standard. you care about it and force it to fight in battles? Standard bad because guy stuff yeah, it, it is very obvious bad guy stuff <laughs> and you go around, you fight them you defeat them, you collect all the badges you defeat the champion and you go around and you can enter a a super contest where you display your Pokemon and they ha do a dance. I mean, I'd say I'm not surprised that it is not really breaking new ground, but it is a remake, so that would be that would be a unfair um, comment for me to make. Yes, in the first place. except I had expectations yes. set up by Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. Uh huh. That was my first experience of a Pokemon remake, and it was amazing. They shifted everything into the new gener generation of the weird kind of pixely 3D from the very basic thing, mm -hmm. added in a ton of new features, and that was what I was expecting from this game. And I did not get it. It... They took a 2D game into the 3D without considering how that might cause problems? I, I have heard of one particular key problem which the isn't major but the snow point gym where it is possible <laughs> i think to this is exactly completely it. mess up your entire game have to reset the game to that point 
because you walked in a diagonal instead of just the cardinal directions. I hadn't heard about messing up, but I had heard all the block uh, pushing puzzles. You can just walk past them because you can go diagonally past them now. I have not. I don't think I paid that much attention. Yeah, the ice blocks. It's like, but, nope, doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. We didn't think this part through. Yeah, it's... Mm, mm. Mm. And it just, it feels weird. Yeah. The movement and the collision. Yeah. Like, because they've basically just taken it, recreated it, and then added the new movement system in. It does not feel Without right. any changes to compensate for that. Yes. New. Yeah. It feels laggy and just weird. You can get sort of stuck on geometry a bit, which when you're in the underground running away from actual Pokemon who are charging at you, that's terrifying, <laughs> actually. Uh, they've they've kept a few of the updates from the later games to kind of... What is it? To bring it up to like yeah, the modern Pokemon like standard. You can access your boxes from anywhere. Uh, they've brought back HMs, hidden moves, but you can only access them from your Pokey Watch, or however you pronounce it. They've combined Pokey and Watch in an unpronounceable name that I'm not even. Poke Watch. Pokech. 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 Oh, I haven't seen it, so I'm really shooting in the dark here. Um, and a wild. I've forgotten the name of that Pokemon, the derpy one with the teeth. But that's Doth so many of them. <laughs> I don't know Pokemon, and I just said the only one I can think of. Bibble- Bidoof or something? Bidoof, that's the one. Bidoof. Holy Bidoof. bananas that I pick that. The man yes. that does not play Pokemon. <laughs> a wild Bidoof will help you out and cut down a tree for you. Nice. So you don't actually have to have your Pokemon learn the hidden moves, which is good. So at its core... It's still got the original game in it, though, right? Yes, but there's just bits that don't quite translate, like the Pokey Watch. It was originally on the second screen of the DS, uh-huh. and you can use it just absentmindedly. Now you have to bring it up separately, and thus I have never used it. If only from. they put it on the Nintendo app on the phone, the one that we all use. The one that we all use. Yeah, to do our voice chat. That. Yep. Yeah. I was more thinking you can have it minimized in the corner and maybe you could tap it Lots to use the dowser. But no, you can't do that. <laughs> Just Listen, all I want all I want to do is be in the underground and dig up fossils. That's all I want anymore. But anyway. The music, they've updated the music. It's uh-huh. all beautiful orchestral stuff. It sounds like how I remember the original game mm. does. It's like, it's very nostalgic yeah. and I love that. It's always a fine line to walk. Like, it makes you remember it and this is what it sounded like, surely. And yes. You, no. <laughs> Making things how, as you remember them in your mind's eye is a, is a real skill. Yes. Yeah. But what about the graphical updates? They got the weird chibi style in the overworld, I guess, to sort of emulate the little tiny sprites that they have. And then when you go into the battle, they look like regular proportions people. Bit of old school Final Fantasy. uh, The environments, though, when you go into the battles, you can actually see like the room that you're in and it looks really cool. There's like you can battle and there's a mountain in the distance and it's really cool. So I like that. That's very nice. Uh, have they made the Pokemon look better? 
I mean, they because they're they're all three D models. I think now. there are a lot of the cu- the current models yeah, that have been in other games. It's sort of like a shared okay. library that they yeah. use. If you've played Sword and Shields, you know what the Pokemon look I, like. I hear much. that if you get Ekans following you, it just slides oh, on the yes. ground. There's no absolutely. <laughs> I have not Incredible. got It just makes it look yet. like a bit of a purple turd, I, doesn't it? That um, <laughs> that apparently happens to like six other Pokemon as well, including yeah. Rayquaza. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you just get Rayquaza no. sliding along the ground behind My you boy. with Se- no animations. Seems like an oversight for literally the world's biggest IP. There are many, yep. <laughs> many of those oversights. Um, they've done two patches. I think the first patch was to actually put in the music. The day on one the day patch one. to put in the music for the game. Yes. So if you didn't have an internet connection and you got the game, I think you just had the old dodgy music. You just had to literally listen to it. Yeah, there was anxiety. some strange placeholder, placeholder music, music in there. Yeah. And then the second update was to fix a bunch of exploits where you could just duplicate entire boxes full of Pokemon and items. And Nintendo can't be having that. They don't they really don't they like don't like the dupes. Do that. They certainly no. do not. So that was I guess instead of focusing on some of the other things that I would have liked them to patch, they were like, no, gotta get out the bad things. So overall you don't seem thrilled. But no. in your most honest of hearts, what would you say about people that want to play a current Pokemon game, what should they play? Play Sword and Shield. Play Sword and Shield. It has good DLC that I really should get around to playing, and it's beautiful. But if if you have fond memories of Diamond and Pearl, I'd say, yeah, give that a shot. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) But it has good music. It has Cynthia, who is, like, gender. (laughs) A plus and okay. Yeah, we're not mad. We're just a bit disappointed. Yeah, excellent. Outer Wilds by Mobius Games is one of the best games ever made. It was my top game in 2019 when it released and it definitely is in contention for my favourite game ever. I thought I'd state this at the top to be clear where I was coming from, but I'll get to the why soon. This year, however, saw the release of the first and only DLC for the game, Echoes of the Eye. Can it slip into an already magnificent game and capture the magic again? Let's find out. Way back in 2012, Alex Beecham began Outer Wilds as part of his master's thesis at the University of Southern California School of Cinematic Arts. After graduation, the project continued with the goals of a commercial release. In 2015, a prototype was released, and it won the Seamus McNally Grand Prize at the RGF that year. With that momentum of underground success behind the team, it was hired by developer Mobius Digital, which is run by actor Masioka, who you might recognise as Hero from the show Heroes. The game was the first title crowdfunded on FIG, and it was then picked up by Annapurna Digital, and then finally, the game came out in May of 2019. It's been a pretty good ride to get us here, so what is the game? Outer Wilds is a space exploration game. You play a Herthian, a four-eyed alien race with a love of a wooden handcrafted aesthetic. It's your first time heading out on your own, so you climb into your rickety wooden spaceship and fly off for adventure. The solar system is populated with a number of planets to investigate, but the scale is small. Planets are sizable, but it may only take a few minutes to run around on foot. 
This is good though, because the game is dense with detail and doesn't waste much space. You have your ship, spacesuit, jetpack, and a few other pieces of basic equipment, and that's it. You will never upgrade, find the grappling hook, become all powerful. The only thing you gain in this game is information. Information on what has happened, the nature of the universe, and most importantly, the mechanics of how it works. The game is as open as you want it to be. See something in the distance, go and investigate. If you're not so bold, there is a board in your spaceship that tracks information and suggests the path you should take. This is now the point where I'm going to put a spoiler warning. Now I won't be spoiling much. I'll be spoiling the basic premise of the game and one planet as an example. If you have missed the hype around this cult darling and you like the idea of exploring a unique and exciting mini universe, stop now and go play. It's not often you get a chance to go into something basically completely blind, so if you're so inclined, go for it. Okay, so you're still here? Hooray! So, here's the lowdown. Once you set off on your spaceship the first time, you've got 22 minutes until the sun goes supernova and everything in the solar system is wiped out. For reasons that are explained but I won't go into here, whenever this happens, or you die for other reasons, such as being so excited you forget to put on your spacesuit before going outside, the game will restart from the beginning. Only 22 minutes to explore an entire universe before it's destroyed, and maybe find out why. It's not very long. If you know what you're doing, there's nothing stopping you from completing the game in your first run. In reality, the game takes most players closer to 20 hours and the DLC, which integrates into the original game, adds another 12 hours or so. That's a lot of time loops. Luckily, as mentioned, the solar system is small, and the more you explore, the more you understand. From waking up at the start of the game, you can get pretty much anywhere in less than a minute. Of course, finding the place you wanted to go the first time may have taken you hours. So, what are we exploring? Well, this is quite a wild solar system we have here. One planet is Brittle Hollow, a planet with a thin outer crust surrounding a black hole. The planet is being pummeled with volcanic matter from a nearby moon, causing the outer layer to slowly break away and fall into the black hole at its core. Each planet has ideas as strong as this and are packed with landmarks to explore and information to uncover. This brings me to the DLC, Echoes of the Eye. The DLC inserts itself into the original as if it was always there. The only change to the existing material is a new exhibit in a museum and location on the first planet, which will set you on the path to your new adventure. Now two years after the original release, there was a lot of trepidation if they could match the quality of the original. Well, Mobius games have certainly proved they aren't a one-hit wonder. Echoes of the Eye is spectacular, expanding the original game with a new location so incredible I wouldn't even entertain the idea of hinting what it was like. Todd Howard of Bethesda likes to talk of the impact of step-out moments where the game is first revealed to the player. Well, Bethesda has got nothing on the reveals of Echoes of the Eye. Thankfully, I had a friend who was a few hours ahead of me in the game, so I could send them all my oh my god moments as I played. Perhaps the biggest addition to the general style are some elements that lean more in the horror direction. And when first encountering things, they indeed can be quite freaky. The developers are aware of the power of fear though and how it can stop some players in their place. To that end, they've included an option to reduce frights, which does simple things like making the music less intense and giving the player a bigger safety net for mistakes. I would of course be amiss if I didn't mention the incredible score. These tracks have worked their way into my psyche and evoke such imagery. 
The game ties musical themes in with its story quite closely, and several characters play instruments, which at first is just a simple way of locating them, but builds into... something so much more. Outer Wilds is an incredible game. The Echoes of the I DLC just adds so many more incredible moments and makes some fabulous additions to the overall story. This is a game I cannot recommend enough. I firmly believe it is one of the most incredibly designed video games of all time. Perhaps if you struggle to find your own path in games, you may feel lost at times, but if you can find your groove, I'm sure you'll find something incredible. Outer Wilds is available for PC, Xbox One, PS4, and should see a release on Switch in the near future. This is Zed Games. I'm Paul, and joining me are Caroline and Hazel. Hello. Yes, we're near the end now. It's very exciting. Uh, how did how did we go tonight? How do you feel, Caroline? You did your yeah. Did you enjoy your I review? Feel, I did. I did. You yes. feel relaxed now? It's oh, come yes. from your system. I adrenaline is crashing, and now I just want to. You've nap. conquered it. I You've did. defeated Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> it's the it's the dragon we all must slay. <laughs> Um, Inside you are two wolves. One is Nintendo. And the other is... Also Nintendo. I don't know. <laughs> and one is ex- is the Nintendo expansion pack for online. Um, <gasps> yeah. Look, as a massive Nintendo fan, there's nothing yeah. I like more than ripping on Nintendo. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. You know, it's like... Nintendo, it's, I love you, but you have made many choices. Yeah. It's always the most sincere fans who make the harshest criticisms. Mm. I, I I got the new big brain on Switch. Um, it's just brain exercise games, except you can play them against other people, and everyone can oh. be on different difficulties. Oh, oh. So oh you, no! Yeah, <laughs> so that's a good crowd pleaser. <laughs> I think oh. I'd rather just buy a book of Sudoku oh. and play that. You, you can't do that multiplayer though. Yeah, I mean, you could do buy two and race. I mean, this Tetris battle. <laughs> Tetris Rattles, okay. Okay, uh, well, that brings us pretty much to the end of this episode. Thank you for joining us to Zed Games, everyone. Uh, you can catch us on Facebook, our website, zedgames.au.net. Uh, and, uh, yeah, join us again next Thursday for some more excitement. Uh, see you later. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Zed Games. If you'd like to listen to more, check out our podcast on Spotify. Or follow us on social media at ZEDGamesAU. See you next time. time.